You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 67, Moon Cycles with Julie Kim McMahon. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So this episode, my good friend, Julie Kim McMahon, she spent some time and talked to us about her business, Extraordinary. And she talks to us about moon faces and how to use them and what they are. And I hope that you learned something new. Please enjoy. Hi, Julie. Hey, Angie. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. So for the listeners, this is Julie Kim McMahon. She is one of my good friends. She lives here in New York and she's just recently started another business. She has quite a few successful businesses and this new one is called extraordinarymoon.com and it's actually a moon calendar. And I've personally been using this calendar for almost a year now and I love it and and I tell everyone about it. And so anyway, I'm really excited to have Julie here to talk to us about the moon and the phases of the moon. Yeah. So the reason why I had started this new business and to launch this moon calendar mm-hmm. is because I personally use the moon transit. You know, I follow it religiously mm-hmm. and I use it to make, you know, like to organize my life, organize my businesses. Mm-hmm. And I find that the more I'm in tune with the moon, the more that there's flow in my life. And I thought, wow, if this is working so well for me, I wonder if this would benefit other people. Okay. And is there something about the moon that connects with flow? It does. Mm -hmm. So the moon has phases. Okay. Right. So there's the new moon, there's a first quarter, there's the full moon, the third quarter, and then the cycle starts all over again to the new moon. That's, you know, that's a part of the moon that everyone understands. But then there's also another phase of the moon where the moon transits through the signs every two to two and a half days. Okay. And when the moon is in a certain sign, it picks up on the energy of that sign. Oh. So it's a really good time to kind of organize your life or do activities that will benefit from that energy ah, of the specific sign okay. that it's in. Okay, okay. Yeah, in Kundalini Yoga, the teachers usually talk a lot about like the moon just moved into whatever planet, and and obviously it's on the calendar too. Right. That I see. No, not planet. The oh, sign. The sign. Oh, yes. okay, okay. The sign. Is there what's the difference between the moving into the planet or the sign? So when okay, so from our perspective on Earth, when we when we look up, mm-hmm. the planets are transiting around us, uh-huh. kind of almost in a circular fashion. Okay. The moon is the fastest so we don't really call it a planet okay. it's, it's you know because it's not a planet right it's a satellite 
that orbits around the Earth. So we call it luminary. And that transits, it transits every 28 days okay. around the Earth. Uh-huh. And when it transits, it actually will fall into kind of... Um, uh, what do you call that? I can't think of it right now. Okay. But, you know, like there's every every 30 degrees, it's a different, it, you know, it's a different sign. Oh, so, right. Like yeah. when you think of, uh, so the in astrology, there's there's like a pie the, chart with 12. Yeah, the different. house. Yeah. It's called houses, right? Houses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so so each sign is related to a planet, but that it doesn't really move. It doesn't have anything to do with the cycle of that planet. Correct. Okay. Well, not not for this particular not for this purpose. Okay, we're yes. getting too complicated. Yes. All right, let's go back to the moon. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, wait. Actually, let's go back to the beginning. So, so where did your interest in astrology and phases of the moon come from? So, I've always been fascinated with astrology since I was in high school, mm-hmm. but never took it seriously until recently. Okay. And that's when I decided that I wanted to dive deeper into astrology. And started learning from a teacher. Mm -hmm. And the more that I dove into astrology, the more I realized that for me, my personal experience has been that it um, like it's a real thing. And it has, you know, it has a huge effect on my life and my personality. And just generally, like everything that I do, I realize is affected by the energy that's happening all around us. So it's been very useful for you. Yes. Useful yes. and informative. Actually, I like to talk about, um, I looked up the word disaster and it means dis is like a negation and aster is stars. So it's kind of like without the stars is, is a disaster. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to borrow that from you. Yes, you totally can. And I think I borrowed that from someone else. I don't know who, <laughs> but um, I, and the way that I talk about it is that when we go through life without looking at nature and of course astrology is part of nature but it doesn't have to be astrology either but not being in touch with the natural world around you whether that be astrology or the weather or or people or your environment it you're kind of working with you're you're missing out on so many messages that messages and knowledge and wisdom that can help you move through the world And you can go through if you want, you can go through your whole life blindfolded, or you can simply open your eyes to what is in our natural world and benefit from it. So it sounds like you've received a lot of benefits from this. Yes. And I would actually like to touch on what you just said, Mm -hmm. because there's there's a saying that a lot of astrologers um, say, which is, you know, as above, so below. Yes, I've heard that. And I think that actually comes from this ancient philosopher from, I think, Egyptian time. Um, I can't think of what his name is. I think his name is something like Hermes Trismegistus. That's very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was, he was this spiritual person who like, taught um, this idea that you know, we're all connected and that we, are, like, we create our reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of amazing. And I think he I think he coined that term or not coined it, but he said as as above, so so below, below, as within, so without. Oh, I haven't heard that second part of it. Yes. And then I actually make that connection to um, what. uh, What is his name? That astrophysicist, Neil. uh, 
my God, what is his name? Neil T- Tyson DeGrasse. I don't know. I think he's a director at okay. the uh, Museum of Natural History. Okay. You know, he talks about how we're made of stardust. Yeah, so, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. So the you know the the chemical compounds that make up the universe, right? The asteroids, the stars, everything. Mm-hmm. It's the same compound that's like within us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that I think he said something about how particles of the stardust, right, mm-hmm. is actually like in us too. Yeah, and in every living thing too, right? Exactly. Like this table and this right. microphone. Exactly. And, yes. Uh, so when I think about that, it's we're so connected, right? Everything mm-hmm. is interconnected. And I think it, it provides a lot of wisdom, but also relaxation that you can kind of have some trust in something outside of your side of yourself that's that the world is here to support you and to help you along, not to work against you. So I think it's a very positive way of looking at Yeah, I love uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that's wonderful about like your interest in astrology. So so I think we also wanted to talk about like what like what what are moon transits or what are moon phases like what what is and what is the moon what does the moon represent? So the moon represents in astrology the moon represents our emotions okay and our needs okay and typically they're usually needs that are sometimes we don't even realize their needs. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're not conscious of them. Exactly. Right. And exactly. I love that word conscious because the moon is about our unconscious. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like in feng shui would say like your yin side, like the hidden side. Yes. The, the, and it's also connected to darkness and the invisible and feminine. It's more feminine. Right. So it's, the moon is very yin. Exactly. Yes. Right. Because the sun would be more yang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that's what the moon represents. So then what are, so then can you tell us about the moon phases? Sure. So, um, there are, I mean, to, to make it very easy. Yeah. Make it easy. Uh, <laughs> but, Cause I like, I'm, I'm always like looking up, I'm like, is that a full moon or a new moon? And then I'm like, I always forget. What am I supposed to do during the new moon? And what am I supposed to do during the full moon? And yeah. So, <laughs> All right, so to make it very simple, we'll say there are um, four phases. I mean, there's technically more, but I think that it... Let's go simple. Yeah, let's go simple. So there's a new moon phase. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, you know, during the waxing, the waxing means when the moon is from, is going from like darkness to light. So it's okay. going from new moon to full moon. There's the first quarter in between the new moon and the full moon. Okay. So it's... The first the, quarter is waxing? It is waxing, okay. so that's the second part of it. And then the third phase is when it's the full moon, okay. when the moon is at its brightest. And then from the full moon to the new moon again, that's called the waning. Okay. And then that's the third quarter. And then you go back to, no, I'm sorry, I missed a step. So it's, hold on, new moon, first quarter, full moon, last quarter. Okay. So that's the four phases. Okay. Got it. So wait, so the, wait, say it again. The first one, (laughs) the first one is. Okay. So the first one is the new moon. New moon. Okay. When it's dark. 
Oh, and it's, there's no moon there. Exactly. Okay, so well, the we, moon is still there. You just we can't see it. Okay, so if we're looking at so if we're looking at the sky at night, so when you can't see the moon but it's there still, that's the new moon, and there's no there's no light being right. reflected off the moon at that right, time. Right. Exactly. And then the first phase is when it's wane or waxing, waxing, so it's increasing. Exactly. So you start seeing a little sliver. Okay. And then it gets bigger and bigger, rounder, rounder. Okay. And then the third phase is a full moon. Okay. And that's the brightest. That's the brightest, and the moon is at its fullest. Ah. And then the fourth phase is waning Mm -hmm. when the moon is going from the fullest Mm -hmm. to... Oh, yeah. so that's to, like darkness. I didn't, I guess I never even noticed that. I was like, whenever I'd see the full moon, I'm like, is that, I thought maybe that could be the new moon. No. See, we don't know. We haven't learned any of this stuff. Like if we went back a hundred years ago, everyone probably knew this. Or I think 200 so. years ago, right? Because it was more of an agricultural society before yes. the industrial age. Definitely everyone right. knew this. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, for thousands of years with agriculture, farmers have you always used the moon mm-hmm. to... To, to plant there, to, to plant. no one to plant. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Well, and then, so, so what is, what is the symbolism of like, what's the usefulness uh, and the symbolism of these phases and why, like, why would we want to pay attention to these? So I think energetically, and, and I think even for myself, what I've noticed is, is that when I'm working with the moon energy and the mm-hmm. cycle, there's more flow in my life. So when the moon is in its new moon phase, when it's at its darkest, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good time to plant seeds, okay. do something new, okay. brainstorm new ideas, okay, and like activate on an idea. So I think the first 48 hours after the new moon, that's the perfect time to do all of those activities. And the whole, the whole, all four phases happen in, or the whole cycle happens in 28 days? Yeah, approximately okay, 28 approximately days. 20, okay. All right. So the next phase is a first quarter, which is the waxing part. Mm-hmm. That's a good time to start building upon your idea. Okay. Um, I think that it supports things like building and, you know, and I say that with like air quotes, you know, with my fingers, mm-hmm. because building me, you know, can mean anything, Right building a business, building upon an idea, right? Building on writing a book. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, you know, good time to build upon anything that you want to work on. Okay. Take action. That's when you should be gaining momentum on your ideas or, you know, like launching and integrating. What's an example of that, what you would choose to do during like the two phases you talked about, like in your personal life or your work life that you've okay. done. Okay, so I think, oh, okay. An example would be that um, on the new moon, maybe what I need to do is come up with um, some blog ideas, okay. right? And so I might sit down during the new moon time and maybe map out like six months worth of blogging ideas. Okay, so that's a good time. You know, like you're planting seeds, right? You're activating okay. on a thing. And then during the first quarter, during the waxing period is maybe when I would actually then sit down and then start writing. Ah, okay. Right. So I'm building upon my, my idea. And you have the most potential to, for the energy of that time to support these kinds the of growth. activities. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the next phase would be the full moon. Okay. Where it's where... 
it's when at you its see full, the full yeah when it's the, at its fullest okay. and its brightest okay so that would be a good time to maybe launch or go public with something that you've been working on uh, yeah okay because because it has because because it's providing the most light at that point right right exactly and it also is providing the most energy mm-hmm. to support the kind of like launch phase right uh, okay. Okay. And that's when plans, okay, so energetically, that's when like plans like bear fruit. Okay. And it's, you know, like it's about completion and culmination. Oh. Yes. Yeah, because I guess, because now when it goes into the next phase, it's going to be decreasing. Right. Okay. Yeah. And actually, that's a really good segue because then when the moon is waning, so the fourth quarter, uh, that's when you can like go back, reflect, revise course correct and then eliminate things that maybe you realize you didn't need mm-hmm. or you don't necessarily you know want to move forward on it's a good time to close on projects tie up loose ends and then just kind of surrender to the energy of of like time to go inward yeah and trying not to fight that energy like maybe you want to try to start something but you you can't get it together yes. or people aren't working with you. And so yes. just accept that that's going to happen. Yes, exactly. Oh, and then, you know, one thing, though, I think um, as you're actually moving towards the new moon, even though it might be in that waning period, that might be a really good time to start planting like thoughts in your head like, oh, as, as we move towards a new moon, you know, what could I be working on? Right? As you're reflecting and revising. Exactly. That can give you clarity as to, yeah, of course, like what, what next you want to plant. Yes. What other seeds you want yeah. to plant. Oh, okay. I love that. And, and it's on like a 28-day cycle. Yes. And which follows like, you know, women's menstrual cycles. So, like, so what if you're, is this like more relevant towards women than men? No, I think it's for both. Yeah, because women also work on the 24-hour cycle too, which is more masculine, right? Yeah. The sun, like this, the cycle of the sun yes. go, coming up and down. Yes. Okay. What else do you want to know? Yeah. What el- well, what else can you tell us about the moon? And Okay. So specifically, moon. this calendar that um, I, I want to share with people mm-hmm. is it's really following the moon when it's transiting through the signs. Oh, during, right. Yeah. Okay. During, you know, during that 28-day cycle. Okay. So the moon will travel through a different sign every two to two and a half days. Okay. And when the moon is in that is in a specific sign, it actually activates and supports the energies that are very specific to a sign. So an example is when the moon is in Aries, it'll support things like initiating or pioneering because that's that's a very specific energy to Aries. Aries. Okay. Another example would be is when the moon is in Gemini. So Gemini represents communication. Okay. So that might be a really good time to do activities around or, you know, around that energy of Mm -hmm. communicating. So that could be maybe writing a book, uh, speaking, uh, making that call, maybe that call that you are dreading. (laughs) Oh, so you know that you can communicate more. Effectively. Effectively at that time. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 There's there's a lot of beneficial information there. Yes. Yeah. And so the reason why I created this is because 
I started using this for my business or just my life in general. Mm -hmm. So I would look at the moon where, you know, what, you know, where it's in, what sign it's in. And then I would plan, I would plan out my weeks according Mm -hmm. to that energy. And what I found for me was that the more I, you know, really focused on activities around where the moon was, Mm -hmm. uh, there was more flow. There's more flow. Yeah. And more... That's so it was easier. It wasn't like your work, like life wasn't working against you. Exactly. Okay. Or pushing against you. Right. Uh, yeah, that's nice. That's a, that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. What has your experience been like? Because you've been using it for quite a while. Well, I'm mostly use. <laughs> I mostly actually look to see when the moon is void of course, which we weren't sure if we we're going to talk about it, but I brought it up. So here we okay, go. Okay. So, all right, we'll go there. But, but the reason why is because, um, and this ties into why you started looking at the moon phases. So I hope you will you tell us the story in a second. But I actually look a lot at when the moon is void, of course, when when I set up meetings with clients, because if I have a choice, I'll set up a meeting in such a way that it, the moon won't be void, of course, especially if I want to have a fruitful meeting where we make a decision that sticks rather than like we're just kind of batting ideas back and forth and then have to have another meeting. Sure. So um, to have the, yeah, the most effective and helpful and productive meeting, I try to avoid. So I'm like, oh no, I got to move my meeting because the moon was void, of course. (laughs) So yeah. So Julie, tell us, uh, Julie, please tell us about like what that means. And then, and plus your story about like how this all, how it it ties in. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. So technically the moon void, of course, is, when the moon makes its last major aspect to a planet during a transit, when it's in a sign, before it moves into the next sign. Okay, so it's so, like a little gap. Exactly, yes. So in astrology, they say that, you know, when it's in that time after it's made its last major aspect, the moon, there's like no energy behind the moon, right? Yeah. It's kind of like at its resting phase before it moves into the next sign and then you know, then it like embodies this, you know, the energy of the next sign. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like, so it's void of following the course or it's void of having a, compa- a, a sign as a companion at that time. Right. Or the energy, you know, I think of it like it loses its steam. Ah, so yes. it, needs, it needs to take, it needs to take a nap. A break. Yeah, yeah. basically. So, um, okay. So the reason why I started using it is because I came across this article where it talked about the study done. I think the study was done in the 90s. And this somebody decided to look at, eight, I think about 8,000 businesses that had actually gone out of business and looked to see when that business was launched. And something like 87 to 90% of those businesses that went out of business launched during the moon void of course time. That's a big percentage. It is. Yeah, a majority. Yes. So I thought, wow, if these businesses went out of business during a moon void of course, like, okay, I'm not launching anything during that time. And I need to know when that happens because it that moon void that moon void of course happens every two to two and a half days. Ah, uh, yes. yeah, because that's one thing I noticed too, that it's, there. It, sometimes it could be really short, like an hour, or sometimes it could be like 12, 12 yes. hours. Yeah, yes. so I'm just like, 
No meetings at that time. Yeah. <laughs> if possible. If possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I started using that. Uh, and then I figured, you know, I have so many, you know, friends who have, you know, like uh, businesses or just, you know, work. Mm-hmm. And I figured um, if this is happening, you know, like if this is happening for businesses, like it surely must happen for things like signing contracts. Mm-hmm getting on a call to like, you know, sales call or, you know, just anything that has to do with like initiating. Yeah. So because you want to have the power of the moon behind it or, and then also you can look further more specifically into that, yes. the yes. accompanying sign to see if that energy can help you could, and also maybe it could give you ideas of what you can do. Like instead of just looking at what, when, when's the best time to do this, it can also inspire you to do certain activities that you right. might not have thought of. Yes. Oh, you know what? Can I share another story? Yeah, please. So apparently, I don't know. I don't know if you knew this, but um, Ronald Reagan and mm-hmm. his wife, Nancy Reagan, apparently they had an astrologer on their payroll. And they, you know, like I think Nancy Reagan was like an avid, like always needed to know what was going on with the, with the phases. Stars, okay. Yeah, with the stars. And I had heard this story that when President Reagan had to tell a bad news mm-hmm. to the public, uh-huh. he would always plan it so that he would announce it to the public during a moon void, of course. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So it didn't have, so it's, it didn't it have didn't as much stick. power. Right. Ah. But it also didn't stick. Interesting. Ah, so we can also tell people bad news (laughs) right so let's say you wanted you needed to call the client that you have to turn down oh maybe you know the moon void of course time would be best to support that 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 sort of thing yeah Yeah. oh okay what and what other things would what's interesting is what other activities are supported by the moon void of course but also i love that something that initially may seem kind of like a thing to avoid you can always find the other side to the coin right exactly like for instance if you maybe wanted to like if you if let's say you were kind of forced to like maybe sign a contract Mm -hmm. but you don't really want to sign the contract oh yeah let's plan it let's plan the meeting during moon void of course exactly (laughs) right so that you know maybe something wrong you know something it'll go wrong or yeah. Or you have to go back and fix things or it just doesn't stick and it, you know, falls through. So that's a good time to support that. But I love what you said about how taking something that you think initially seems like a negative thing, mm-hmm. but it's not right. Because I feel like everything has a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. That's so important to have that kind of uh, way of perspe- that perspective right. of the right. world. Right. And I think also when the moon is void, of course, it's a really good time to kind of like lay low. Right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in, we're we're in, we live in such a busy like go 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 kind of world. Yeah, that that might be a really good time to kind of like unwind a little bit, right? Maybe and have a gap. Yes, totally. Yeah, we see that a lot in Shabala. We say gap, like just have a pl- have a time where there's no goal, there's no intention. You're not trying to get anything done. You're just open and empty. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we all we need. Well, I think humans had a lot more gap space 
than we do now. Now, even yeah. like, even like, you know, kids are scheduled up to the wazoo, like, and so are we. So we just yeah. have very constantly busy lives. And then we fill it up with stuff like our smartphones and, and social media. And so there's never a time for a gap. And then yes. we become scared of space. Yes. Yes. I've noticed that. And I don't like it that when I have a free moment, the first thing I do is grab my phone. Yeah. It's, well, it's, um, yeah, we're addicted to them. Yeah. So I love that. I'm going to keep that in mind. Gaps. Gaps are good. Yes. And that's what, and, uh, and, and it, what, of uh, course, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's a gap. It's a little rest time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and really informative. And I, um, I think all the listeners will love hearing about this because, because I think the moon doesn't get as much credit as it deserves sometimes. (laughs) I agree. I think in astrology, I think the sun is the star. (laughs) Ha ha. Get it? Yeah. Okay. That was a bad joke. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.